This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, November 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag Board to weigh in on lighting regs. Could farmers be forced to get pollution permits? AFBF concerns and the issue for Ag Labor Bill. Battling over lighting regulations moves to Food and Ag Board. During its monthly meeting yesterday, the State Board of Food and Ag heard concerns over a proposed Cal-OSHA regulation requiring more lighting for nighttime work. Michael Miller of the California Association of Wine Grape Growers said many aspects of the regulation are already in place. Farm workers already use reflective vests, headlamps, flashlights, and lighting from tractors. The added requirement for aerial lighting would add towers to the mix, however, which would be difficult on hillsides, he said. This regulation will likely end ag work at night, he warned. Brian Little of the California Farm Bureau couldn't name a specific incidence of a nighttime accident from a lack of lighting, saying the one cited by the agency happened in daytime. Little explained that the regulation would also conflict with local ordinances over light pollution impacting urban ag interface. He added, we've had difficulty getting the agency to be responsive to these concerns. Why it matters? Well, wine grapes are increasingly harvested at nighttime and by machines. Doing so in the daytime, temperatures would require time and energy for cooling the grapes by machine. And wine grapes are not alone. Farmer and board president Don Cameron said, we have tomatoes we harvest 24 hours a day and onions harvested as night as well. The groups are urging two amendments to the regulatory proposal to only require lighting when workers are present and to remove the aerial lighting requirement. The board will formally take up the matter at a future meeting. Cloudy Senate future for Ag Labor Bill. The Republican senator assisting with the development of a bipartisan ag labor bill says it will be difficult to get through that chamber given the focus on impeachment. Senator Tom Phyllis spoke with AgriPulse and said, hopefully we can take up the bill because I know farmers need relief, but we also have to address some of the concerns with the ag community. The American Farm Bureau Federation has yet to endorse the House bill because of concerns about the H-2A provisions, including the cap on year-round visas. Another AFBF concern is the bill would, for the first time, cover H-2A workers under the Migrant and Seasonable Workers Protection Act. The House Judiciary Committee could take up the bill as soon as next week. Now keep in mind, some immigration hardliners are already calling it an amnesty bill since it would provide legal status to undocumented farm workers. For more on the ag labor bill, plus a look at the issues slowing down the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Purdue leads trade mission to Mexico. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is in Mexico for the rest of the week, leading a trade delegation that includes dozens of farm groups and producers. Representatives of the U.S. potato, almond, wine, dairy, rice, soybean, grain industries, and many other sectors will all be present for the three-day trip that should be able to capitalize on the fact that Mexico continues to steadily increase its imports from the U.S., the folks with Blue Diamond Growers and the Almond Board of California may find the trip especially rewarding. Mexico imported $371 million worth of tree nuts last year, a whopping 45% increase from 2017, according to USDA data. 
Take note, Mexico is the second largest foreign market for U.S. ag and food products. Court mulls expanding pollution regulations. The U.S. Supreme Court today will hear arguments in a case from Hawaii that has significant implications for all of U.S. agriculture. Farm groups say if an appeals court decision is upheld, producers could be required to get permits for applying fertilizers and pesticides to their fields because the residues could get into groundwater. The issue in the case from Maui County, Hawaii, has to do with wastewater that flows into the Pacific Ocean when injected into groundwater. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled the county needed a pollution permit under the Clean Water Act. Here's why it matters. Farm groups have told the High Court at a brief that if the Ninth Circuit Court ruling stands, farmers could be subject to permit requirements for engaging in such best practices as using manure storage or treatment facilities to allow for the timely and appropriate application of manure on fields as fertilizer. Fertilizers and pesticides applied to crop fields enter groundwater, if at all, only intermittently and in variable amounts and through different points that change depending on soil conditions and other environmental factors, the farm groups say. And any eventual release to navigable waters is even more remote, uncertain, and changeable with conditions. Grassley wants proof of purchase with China. Senate Finance Committee Chuck Grassley says the USDA should discontinue its market facilitation program if the U.S. and China cinch a trade deal soon, but only if results in the massive increase in trade that President Donald Trump has promised. Kind of depends on how much confidence we have that China is actually going to buy the 40 to 50 billion that they said they're going to buy. He said this when asked if the MFP payment should continue. He said, quote, if they actually are going to do that, then I would say no. By the way, Grassley, an Iowa Republican whose committee handles trade policy, said the speculation about where the signing ceremony should be held is pointless. He said all we care about is that it's signed. Survey. Farmers anticipate more trade aid payments. Some 62% of farmers surveyed in the October Ag Economy Barometer from Purdue University and the CME Group expect the Trump administration to dole out another round of MFP payments for 2020 crop year. Jim Manert, director of the Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture, tells AgriPulse, for a lot of people, when you get it two years in a row, the likelihood of it showing up for a third year starts to get built into their expectations. Here's today's She Said It. It's very hard for a carrot grower to compete with a pistachio grower in a certain cost of water. That CDFA Secretary Karen Ross discussing the potential and risk for water trading during a panel discussion yesterday on water and climate for the Public Policy Institute of California. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, November 6th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.